What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to this episode of the Live Button Podcast. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Dad the Gamer and I appreciate you guys tuning in. It is great to have you guys here, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you may be. Thank you so much. We are going to be getting into learning new skills as streamers what you need to do, what skills we think you need to learn, what skills we think are essential for content creation, and overall what we have learned in our grouping of almost four years of streaming as a total in our content creation journey. So, Dad, what are some uh, what are some content creation things that you have had to learn over the last X, Y, or Z years that have man, helped you get to where you're at, man? I'll, t- I'll tell you this much. Streaming, live streaming, there's so many skills that you uh that i don't want to say you need to learn but you will learn over the course mm-hmm. of time it, it is insane so i mean when i first started streaming uh i'm a, i'm i'm a pretty pretty big tech guy i i understand technology um you know it it, it comes very easy to me right but let me right. tell you something when i when i picked up live streaming it, it was a different form of technology i mean you know you're talking about cameras now right lighting right like this took me a long time to get to this point for those you know that are that are maybe not on youtube and not and they haven't seen the actual podcast but like i think you know we have some good lighting and Mm -hmm. but this this took me a long time if you go look at my first broadcast uh my lighting was was terrible absolutely terrible and uh, you know just through looking at other creators other streamers and you know watching youtube channels figuring out what good lighting is it finally got to the point where you know it is now right so uh, you know, photography. I didn't know anything about exposure. I didn't know anything about, sure. you know, all the, the different things with the camera, right? Other than like megapixels and 1080p, right? I didn't know mm-hmm. anything else about white balance, uh, exposure. Once again, I just went to YouTube and kind of like figure some stuff out and, and watch YouTube to to make sure, you know, my, my camera looks good, my face looks good. Um, so there, there are so many skills that you learn over the course of time. Um, and I, I, I stress all the time for me, I, still to this day, I will still sit down on my computer, pop up with YouTube, and I will just watch a random video on cinematography and, you know, just figuring out what works for, you know, real actual video editors. Uh, I follow so many a- professional video editors who do it for a living and who give, you know, really good tips and advice on Adobe Premiere. Once again, I just open up, you know, YouTube and I'm like, you know what? I haven't learned this yet in Adobe Premiere. Let me learn this. So uh, always continue to evolve, you know, your skills because you're, you're, I promise you, you're never perfected it. Unless you're paying somebody to do all this stuff for you, which let's be real, most people are not. You need to (laughs) learn, you need to learn this stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, dude, I couldn't agree more. I think the biggest thing is understanding when you get into content creation that you know nothing. You have no idea what you're doing. Oh, like, yeah. For example, you said you were really good with tech. I was not and am not. I built a PC. I have no idea what's inside of it. Like, I have <laughs> no idea anything tech related. If it goes wrong with my stream, I'm like, I guess it's over. I guess this is where my streaming career ends. Like, but dad hit it right on the head he's like if you don't know something go to youtube and figure it out like go to youtube youtube university is real dude it is it is absolutely essential to content creation like and and the deeper you get into content content creation the more you need to learn and the more skills you need to attain to be able to do it well like i follow people on youtube that are speech professionals that will teach you how to talk that will teach you how to keep a conversation going that will teach you how to be interesting like all of streaming is trying to be interesting while you're entertaining a chat, while you're 
talking to people. Like that is one of the biggest skills to have in content creation. And if you don't know how to do it, you're going to struggle really, really bad in the long run. So find people who know how to do it. Find people who have the skills that you want. Talk to them. Reach out to them. Watch a YouTube video about it. And become a ever-present and forever learner because that's the only way that you're going to continue to move forward one step at a time in this freakishly long journey, man. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, you mentioned the talking thing. I mean, you know, for for me, I I feel like you know, I prior to live streaming that I could talk up to a certain point, but now sure. that I I'm in live streaming and you know, there's there it gets to a point where in my stream, if I haven't talked or said something honestly within like. 10 seconds, I almost feel uncomfortable now. You know, it gets to the point yeah. where I'm like, whoa, like I, I I don't like this. You know what I'm saying? Like I need to say something, do something uh, to, to to keep people entertained because, it, you know, that's that's what separates a, you know, a good streamer. I'm going to be real. People aren't in my stream for my gameplay. People are not going <laughs> to Dad the Gamer stream <laughs> to say, oh my God, I have to watch these insane plays from Dad the Gamer. Like, sure. I know I'm not Aiden from, you know, plays Call of Duty or a professional Call of Duty player. I understand that. People come mm -hmm. to my stream for me being, you know, I, I guess somewhat entertaining. And then, you know, I've, I, I think I've built a, 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 an entertaining stream where people want to come and, and want to hang out and there's things to do for them. But, you know, I, I understand that people are not coming there from a stream. So for for that, I can't bury my head in my in my computer and just sit there and play a game. Most people cannot do that. If you're trying to do that, you're wrong. So you need to develop the skill of, of uh, being able to talk and be able to almost have a conversation with nobody there. Uh, yep. And especially when you're, you know, I get it. You know, most people probably have one or two people in chat and there might, might not even be active in chat. So you're really just talking to talk. And that is a very, very hard skill to develop. Uh, you know, you're, you're literally just playing a game and... You have nothing going on in chat that's difficult uh especially when you're sitting there analyzing your you know it's in your head you're like man i got two viewers this sucks you know i've been yeah. alive for three hours like i get it you know literally everybody has been there and and it sucks and but you you have to develop that skill of just being able to just talk uh the, the best way i explain it is just um you know, narrate what you're doing in the game. For me, I'm Every always time. talking in the game of what I'm doing, what I'm thinking, what I'm going to do next. And not only is that good for the live streaming, but honestly, it's good for content because a lot of times I'll say something and, uh, you know, say for example, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go for this loadout, right? And then all of a sudden, I, I don't know, break my legs, right? Whatever, it happens every once in a while on my stream, <laughs> all right? And that's good content though. Like people, yeah. I, if, I, if you chop that up, you know, well enough to tell a good story, that's good content. People are gonna be like, "Yo, that was actually super funny." But if I didn't, if I didn't say anything, if I'm just sitting there staring at my computer and I'm like, "Oh my," you know, not saying anything, that, that's that's no longer a clip. Yeah, dude, I I work with a few streamers offline that have come to me for like Twitch advice and that kind of stuff, and I always, always, every single time I go to their stream while I'm on a Discord call with them, and I will click into a random part of their most recent stream, and I always have to ask the same question every single time why aren't you talking yeah it's been 10 seconds it's been 30 seconds it's been one minute and you haven't said a word i'm watching the vod and i don't want to be here because nothing is going on and it's it sounds so ridiculous and you do you feel like a crazy person when you have to sit there you and do. talk to nobody but you have to become 
comfortable being extraordinarily uncomfortable because then the opposite happens where what dad said earlier is if he goes 10 seconds without saying something in his stream, he feels awkward that like he feels like something is wrong, like something is shouldn't be there. So it's, it's one of those things where the better you get at it, the more you realize how awkward it is to not be doing it. And if you put yourself in the viewer's shoes, it is going to become 10 times more awkward because it's literally the exact same as seeing somebody in public and they just stare at you and say nothing. Yep. Absolutely nothing. It's just, it's like a very, very awkward situation. But like I said, the way that I've gotten better at it is I've put myself in situations where I need to talk constantly. This podcast, for example, we are not scripted. We are not reading off notes. We are not, this is all back and forth constantly coming up with things to say, reacting to things that have happened getting getting our talking points together on the fly. These are all skills that we've practiced over the last two or three years of streaming to be able to then come on here and just go back and forth completely natural. It's just one of those skills that after you have it, you just have to continue to use it and continue to get better at it because it will just make your stream way better in the long run. You know, it'll just make you a better content creator in the long run because if you take this skill and then apply it to YouTube videos, you're going to have no problem coming up with YouTube stuff to say in your video to last the entire time. Yeah, I, uh, I you know, I know we, we briefly talked about this, but I'm I'm super proud of our podcast. The fact that it's unscripted. I when we first started kind of talking about this and, and before we, you know, even started filming, um, you know, we had a conversation and I, I kind of had the idea of not necessarily scripted, but just kind of like a, you know, a flow of how it should should, you know, kind of work. And sure. Pastor Gaines was like, no, I really think we should just honestly just be unscripted and kind of like on the whim. And I, you know, looking at our, our episodes and, uh, you know, our back and forth, like I, I'm super proud of the fact that, you know, it's 100% unscripted. I mean, we have a list of episode ideas on here and it's, you know, we just pick one and we're like, hey, all right, we're, let's do it. We're recording. And you know, yeah. that's it. So um, yeah. back to, you know, back to the skills, uh, I think as a as a content creator once again call yourself a content creator we talked about that before but as a content mm -hmm. creator i think i think the most important skill outside of you know talking on live stream is you need to learn how to edit uh need, <laughs> and tell I, them, dude. Tell I, I, them. I don't care what editing software that you use i'm a big adobe premiere guy i i die by it right but mm -hmm. pastor gains big davinci resolve guy he could tell you a bunch of stuff about it right we both create the same kind of engaging content doesn't matter which software you use you need to master that software. You need to yep. be on YouTube. And every single time that you see a video on YouTube of that software, whatever software you're using, watch that video. If you haven't learned it yet, go watch it and go learn. Yep. So that way, every time you, you're trying to edit something, you, you have that already. Uh, you know, when I first started using Adobe Premiere, I, I had to you know, go on YouTube to look up everything, everything that I wanted to do. I, I had this yep. idea. I didn't even know what it was called. You know, it was like, you know, how do I do a Zoom effect, right? Um, and you know, it's really actually simple to do, but I didn't know how to do it. And every single time yeah. I needed to do an effect, I had to go to YouTube to, to learn these things. Um, but I would not have grown to where I am now if I didn't go out and I didn't learn editing. If you have yeah. not learned editing, you have to learn editing as a content creator and as a streamer, because you're, let's be real. You're not able to go out and hire an editor. Most people are not able to go out and hire an editor to do this for them. You have to do that for yourself. And once again, you need to be posting on social media, you know, multiple times a day in order to do that. And you have to create that good engaging content. And for, you know, for you to do that, you 
have to go learn editing. It, it, there, there's, there's no yeah. ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, and it, dude, it, I don't want, I don't want people to like already be in the comments. I don't have time to edit. You are lying to yourself. Everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. Now, I'm gonna caveat that with, I know some people work insane hours. Okay, I've had conversations with streamers that work incredible busy hours, and in their free time and in the time that they can give to streaming, they do. Awesome. This is not for those people. This, this advice right now that I'm about to say is not for those people, but everybody has 15 minutes in a day where you can sit down and watch a YouTube video on how to edit and how to become a better editor with whatever editing software you are using. I took 15 minutes a day for nine months straight and I learned DaVinci Resolve and I am just scratching the surface to be able to put together a decent YouTube video and a decent TikTok to where it looks like I know how to edit but there are so many things that I am still learning and still trying to figure out because I don't know everything about editing. I'm not a master engineer when it comes to editing softwares. Like I would love to sit here and tell you, like I could teach a masterclass on DaVinci Resolve. I can't, but I've learned enough to where I can get by to continue to learn in the background while I'm pressing my skills forward. And I think that's one of the biggest things to realize is like, if you don't know how to video edit, you're not a content creator in the sense of being able to create content on other platforms efficiently it's just you you can tell the content creators that know how to video edit yep. and don't there's a very very fine line especially when getting into the youtube space every creator that i have heard say they have not gotten into youtube because of x y and z that x y and z is always video editing so if you can take the time every single day to just sit down for 5 10 15 minutes and learn okay today i'm going to learn how to do a zoom effect Today, I'm just going to get familiar with what the tabs say and what is in this actual platform, how I can drag my clip on. I'm just going to play around with it and see what I can actually do. Just take the time. Take the time to learn that new skill because if you don't, you're going to sit there as the same content creator last year as you are this year, and you got to be changing forever as a content creator. Dude, you you, you mentioned take 15 minutes you know, out of your day, 100%. I mean, I, I when I was really in you know learning you know, content creation and, and editing. I mean, I, I was doing it for more than 15 minutes. I was literally, sure. you know, just hours on it. But now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Pastor. Like I've learned enough, but not, you know, I'm, I still need to learn more. When I'm on TikTok, listen, there are little 60 second videos from professional video editors out yeah. there. Uh, and I'll, I'll link some in the video below, but there are professional video editors out there that have little 60 second clips to show you guys what... Uh, you know, what it looks like to do certain effects. And listen, yep. it's a little 60 seconds. I swear, every single time I come across these creators, I stop and I watch the entire video. And I'll sit there, and if it's something that, you know, I need for my toolbox later or, or something that, you know, really, you know, appeals to me, I'll bookmark it. And then when I'm editing late at night, I'm like, oh, you know what? That's right. There was this, there was this, uh, you know, uh, this effect that I wanted to do. I can go back and reference that. But, you know, my, my TikTok algorithm now is filled with this kind of stuff. You know, it's filled yeah. with, video editors, um, you know, people in film and photography. And every single time I'm like, yo, that's, that's a cool effect. You know, how did how, I like how they did that? And I'm going to mm -hmm. bookmark that. And I'm going to bring that on later. And that was literally this little 60 second video that I just got from TikTok. So, um, you know, it, it, it's your TikTok algorithm will, will adjust, but I encourage people to go on TikTok, um, you know, or YouTube shorts and just look up these things because there's plenty of creators out there that are showing, you know, tips and tricks for you know a little 60 second clip that will honestly help you so much i mean there's oh, there's yeah. been things that i've learned that has saved me 
God knows how much time in my editing process that I've learned on TikTok. I'm like, yo, I wish I would have known this six months ago because it would have saved me probably <laughs> yeah. 50% of my time, right? Yeah. So um, it doesn't even need to be, you know, don't, you don't need to go to YouTube. Just, you know, train your, I guess you can say train your TikTok algorithm to, to feed you that kind of content. Yeah, no, that, and that's that's exactly what you have to do. If you can if you can get your algorithm on TikTok to be feeding you things that you're learning rather than like watching other shenanigans that TikTok has to offer, I promise you, you are just going to become a better content creator in, in in the long run because you're just absorbing content constantly. You're absorbing how to do different things to make your particular brand or content a lot better, and it's just going to serve you well in the long run. And the other the other skill I think you really need to learn as a content creator, um, get very familiar with your audio. Get oh very familiar with how to do audio. Now, I was I'm thinking the same thing. Here, <laughs> I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna pretend I'm an authority on audio. You see this mic right here? This is the beacon mic. This makes me sound like I am smooth butter melting over flapjacks, okay? But it, I don't know anything about audio. I don't know, I know very little about how to actually make my audio sound great which is why I got a mic that's going to make me sound exactly how I want to sound. Now, I will say this. I didn't always have this mic. I didn't always have audio that sounded this crisp. You have to figure out, once again, go to YouTube, go to TikTok, figure out people who are doing audio well and figure out what they're doing. Because I, I had to learn how to put noise gates on. I had to learn how to put filters on the Blue Yeti. I had to learn how to do all this stuff because I needed to sound a certain way in order for my chat to want to stay and listen to me. So get super, super familiar with how your audio works. If you have great audio, but a really, really bad camera, people are going to stay. But if yeah. you have a really, really awesome DSLR camera, but your audio sounds like you're just crackling and popping and cutting out all over the place, people are gone because the majority of people watch with you on in the background anyway. So they're not even looking at what kind of camera you have. 100%. So that would be that would be the biggest thing that I am actually currently working on as well is how to become a better audio engineer to make my stream sound the way I want it to be rather than hoping and praying that it'll just be fine and that I won't have any issues. Because if you're streaming long enough, you're going to have audio issues. That's just Dude, how it goes. Audio is, man, it, it's it's still something that I struggle with to this day. I'm I'm pretty set we on my audio this afternoon. Yeah, we, we did. With it getting the podcast we did. going, we really dude. did. You know, it, it's man, it's it's such a it's such a science. I would say a science and yeah. an art together. I guess I don't know if that's a thing or not, but like it, it's so difficult to master uh, audio. I don't even say a master. I, I'm with I'm with Pastor Gaines. I I went to YouTube. All right, I got an XLR mic. All right, but just like everybody else, I had no idea like what I was doing with it. I got a Go XLR, and I was like, I'm gonna get an XLR mic. That's you know that sounds good. Um, so, but I mean, I just went to YouTube and I just looked up, you know, go XLR mini setup and there's plenty of YouTube videos out there. I couldn't yep. tell you, you know, that they, they try to explain the frequencies, right? All this stuff. Look, all I knew was I, I knew how I wanted my voice to sound. And so I kind of, you know, took the template of what, you know, these, I watched multiple videos and I kind of took the, you know, the overall template of where it was at. And then I adjusted it based off of how I kind of, you know, want it to sound. So I, you know, went each little, little frequency kind of adjusted it and said, you know, okay, that mm -hmm. sounds good. And, you know, overall I haven't messed with my audio settings, you know, um, for, for, for quite a few months, but then, you know, on the technical side, like, I mean, once again, I mean, 
it, it would be awesome if every single stream and every single time we go film a podcast, like I would just hit live and it's like, hey, you know what? We're good with the audio. <laughs> no issues. Problems, but dude. I promise you, I promise you <laughs> it will be forever. I mean, I, I just did a live stream the other day where I literally had no uh, audio alerts at all. Couldn't tell you why. I got rated by 1,500 people and... I had no audio alerts at all for the follows, for the raid notification, nothing, right? <laughs> oh um, and mind you, like, I mean, I've been doing this for a little bit. I've had some success, right? But sure. I just, I could not figure out why I had no audio alerts. I had audio for everything else, but my actual alerts weren't working. So, um, you know, it, it, you're forever going to have these these issues. Um you know, unfortunately, we don't have teams of people to figure it out for us, and we gotta, yeah, we gotta, we gotta learn ourselves and figure it out yeah. for ourselves to better improve our stream and know when something goes wrong. It's like, okay, you know what? Something's going wrong. I gotta learn how to fix it on the spot, live as people are watching me. We talked about that before, but um, and you gotta be, you gotta just be, be smooth about it and not panic about it. And I can see it now. I can see it now. The YouTube comments are gonna be like learn audio guy doesn't know how to do audio <laughs> shut up youtube comments how many subs do you have get out of here like unless you're an audio engineer don't talk to me that's the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard in my life yeah what are you talking there, about, there's, there's literally probably one percent of the population that could be like i really you know say like hey you know what? i know audio right most people that sure. get into streaming uh, you, you just don't know audio there's not enough no. people you know audio is so such a, a finicky like i feel i feel like i can go you know i've learned editing i've learned a lot of you know obs stuff right audio mm -hmm. i don't care how many youtube videos i watch like there, i don't know enough of it you know <laughs> i know enough to be to to make it sound good i got my yeah. little sliders here on my go xlr that i can move up and down from my audio and I'm, I'm good, right? Um, yeah. The other, so, you know, moving on from audio, the other thing that I want to talk about that you that you really need to learn is uh, broadcasting software, OBS, <laughs> Streamlabs. Um, yeah, man, let me tell you something. Dude. I, knew, I knew nothing about, uh, the only thing I really knew about Twitch when I first started streaming was, you know, it was an app that was on my xbox you know when this is you know years ago but i remember sure. always remember seeing you know twitch on xbox right so i'm like all right you know like that's how people live i, I literally thought that's how people live stream like i didn't know you know that you, there's broadcasting software and all this stuff right mm -hmm. but you know, I, I downloaded obs and i don't know what's you know your first time downloading obs but I, I was petrified. I was just like, what did I just download? <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. And, you know, I probably landed on a Harris Heller, you know, YouTube video showing me how to, how to, you know, organize my scenes or something like that because I was, I was deathly petrified. Uh, I started with Streamlabs OBS and then I, w I went over to OBS, but, you know, they're, they're practically, they're almost the same. Um, sure. I was, I was petrified and, you you have to learn OBS because you you when something goes wrong in your stream you have to be able to be like okay I know where to go in OBS and I know what to do mm -hmm. and I know how to how to fix this right now. Yeah, you dude, it, it's so important because <laughs> your entire stream, your entire show, your entire three to five hours of whatever you're doing is running through this software. Yeah. and if you don't know the ins and out of that software. Something is going to go wrong. How are you going to fix it? Every time. You're just going to end stream? Like what? I'm going to tell you, when I first started streaming, bro, I so I started and still use Streamlabs, although I do use OBS for some other stuff. When I first opened Streamlabs, nightmare fuel. It was absolutely ridiculous. There were so many tabs, so many things to click on, so many things to figure out. 
I recognized one button and that was go live. <laughs> yep. I knew that was how I got to live. I didn't know where to input the stream key. I didn't know where to like look at the resolution, my audio. I didn't know any of those settings. So over the three years that I've been doing this, I've sat down, I fooled around with settings, but be curious. Like if you're, if you're trying to learn skills, my biggest advice to you is like, be curious about the skill that you're doing. Don't be afraid about messing up because guess what? You're gonna, you're gonna mess up. You're gonna undo that setting that shouldn't have been undone. But the beauty of that is that you're gonna do it, mess up, figure out how to get it back to where it was. And then now you know how to fix that problem. This, this entire streaming journey is learning how to fix the next problem that comes your way. Right as you fix that, you get super confident and another problem arises. That's just how it goes. Like, and it never ends. I, I would caveat, yeah, I would caveat that with as well. Like, once I learned Streamlabs, I roughly knew how to use OBS, but OBS is a different beast altogether. There's some similarities, but there's a different setup. There's it looks like I'm streaming from Windows 95 DOS. Like <laughs> yep. it just looks, it just looks different. And there's there's different sources. Like it's it's it was just a different experience. But the fact that I had all that experience using Streamlabs, I was able to then transfer at least a fourth to half of that experience into using OBS. And it was just one thing led to another and I figured it out. And I think the majority of you learning these skills and, and learning how to do this content creation is just, you stumble into success on accident a lot of the time. It's yeah. just, and it's fine. A quick note about the OBS versus Streamlabs. Look, you use what you're comfortable with, okay? Yeah, do, I, do I, you. I, I know there's so many people out there who are like, you know, use this, use that. Look, use what you are comfortable with. Once you figure out yeah. what software to use, all right, just just use that one and stick with it. I will say Streamlabs is if you're brand new to streaming and you, you really don't know a lot about broadcasting software, go to Streamlabs. Okay, Streamlabs, mm -hmm. it's very easy. All right, you, it's, it's user-friendly. Um, OBS is, is amazing software and, you know, whatever. It uses less resources, all that stuff, right? But... If, if you're if you don't know anything about any any you know broadcasting software, go to Streamlabs. All right, use it. It's me, dude. I it, don't know anything. Tech it, it will. Uh, <laughs> it will absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I promise we know what we're doing. I promise, yeah, I promise we know what we're for doing. For sure. For sure. <laughs> but no, I mean, you, you just just use what you're, what you're comfortable with, you know, because don't waste your time into you know OBS versus Streamlabs. Worry about that, you know, when, when you're kind of starting to get, you know, your feet wet a little bit and you're understanding mm -hmm. some of the stuff and you're like, hey, you know what, I'm, I can, I could be comfortable enough to where I can move from, from Streamlabs over to OBS. Um, I wanted to touch base on, you know, maybe a couple, a couple skills out there that I don't say abnormal, but I think could benefit streamers. Um, one thing, uh, you know, my, a lot of my community know, I went out and learned programming. I've created a yeah. lot of unique things into my stream uh that you know it doesn't exist on twitch i have a lot of people that come into my stream and they're like dude you, you need to sell this to somebody you know Streamlabs or Streamlabs or whatever right uh i will say you know it, it's fun it's fun to learn those things because now you know anytime i have an idea i'm just like yo like i i can make it you know like i just mm -hmm. i you know i don't need to rely on Streamlabs or stream elements but i will say um don't let don't let, you know, skills like, you know, I've had these conversations with people in my community. Don't let skills like, you know, uh, programming and those sort of things take up your time and your content creation lack in terms of like the amount of content uh, yeah. that the amount of content that you're putting out. Right. And that's, that's been my problem is I spent a very, very, very long time, particularly, you know, towards the end of last year, beginning of this year, 
um, building out a lot of the stuff in my stream. I mean, I, I I've made a game. I called it the franchise. It was a it was a football game where you you know you build up a team, you play against other viewers. It's really cool. People genuinely loved it. But I I mean, I'm not kidding. I I would probably guess that I spent at least I'd probably say close to 400 hours making that game. Uh, I could yeah. have spent that time creating content. And I would have gotten a lot more results and a lot more people coming in to my stream and my stream would have grown a lot more based off of, you know, the, the amount of content that I could have created with that time versus me sitting here spending, you know, eight to 12 hours, you know, a night, you know, programming a game <laughs> that now I ended up canceling because, you know, there wasn't enough people playing it. People loved it, but there wasn't enough people playing it and I'm working on some other stuff, but <laughs> don't let your content, don't let, you know, uh, uh, if you're going to go learn these other skills, like, you know, like programming or whatever, content creation comes first. Make sure that you're able to produce enough content and look, figure out a way to make content from it. Like, hey, you know what? This is what I created. And let me show you, right? Um, mm -hmm. The other the other skill that I, I'm still learning and I still kind of struggle with, graphic design. Uh, Ooh. I, Ooh, I, dude. I cannot stress sh another shout out to Canva. Listen, Canva, let's, let's talk. Canva, let's talk for real. Canva is a lifesaver for this mm -hmm. stuff. All right. It, it, to listen a month ago, if you would have told me, Hey, you know what? Canva is better than Photoshop. Um, I would have, I would have, I would have fought with you. All right. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Photoshop is more capable hundred percent. All right. But yeah. for, but for the average content creator, really for most people, just use Canva. I'm, I'm, Canva has so many templates on there that you can just you know just import, and then you're just like, all right, you know what? I can just change this, this, and this. Boom! I've created things on Canva that have you know would take me hours on Photoshop. And now, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm far from a master on Photoshop. I'm still learning Photoshop very much, but sure, I, I, Photoshop is is a very you know difficult program to say the least to learn. And Canva, I just have an idea, and I'm just like, all right, go to it. Our logo for our podcast. I think it took me 10 minutes to make our logo. I just went to Canva, yeah. typed in a few things, boom, drag and drop it into here, boom, boom. And now, now we got a logo. It would have probably taken me, ah, God knows how long on, on Photoshop to make that. Um, graphic design, I, I, I don't want to say it's essential, but I mean, as you're building out your brand and as you're, you're trying to advertise uh, you know, your stream and your brand, you're obviously here on social media. So you kind of need graphics to, to be able to, um, you know, stylize and make your content stand out versus everybody else. What do you, what do, kind of, what are your thoughts with that? Dude? Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to take credit for introducing you to Canva, but I do oh. feel like at the <laughs> beginning of, at the beginning of your Canva journey, either I was suggesting things or I told you that I use Canva. Yeah. And the best part about that was like for the next week, you were just sending me so much <laughs> Canva stuff and you were like in it to win it. And you're dude, like, dude, this is so great. It's I'm about amazing. to buy stock in it. As soon as they go public, bro, I'm buying stock in Canva, dude. Canva, hi, let's talk, bro. Nuts. But you're right. Like Canva and, and graphic design in general, it's, I, I don't want to, I think you, you kind of talked about this too, but I don't want to call them essential skills per se, but they are extraordinarily helpful skills to your content creation journey. Like for example, Canva is what I use to make YouTube thumbnails. YouTube is what I use to grow my brand. Like it's just, it adds an emphasis. It's like the nice icing and cherry on top yep. to your content creation stuff. Um, and, and like I said, if you don't know how to do it, 
look up a video, become a lifelong learner, try to figure out how to get to the next thing, how to do the, how to do this, that, or the other thing. Like graphic design is going to help you in so many different facets of your content creation journey, because you can do weird things that you didn't even think about. Like make a Twitter banner that looks really, really good. That represents your brand. You can do overlays for your stream and not have to worry about paying somebody on Fiverr to do it. You can do, like I said, your YouTube thumbnails with Canva. If you're doing other graphic design stuff, you can make posts for Facebook and Instagram. Like the the list goes on and on and on. And I think the more comfortable you are with graphic design and the more of an eye you get for it by kind of comparing other people in the spaces work to what you're trying to do, um, you're just going to become better at that and you're going to stand out more. And I think the big thing with graphic design is if you do it well, people are going to recognize you. Like that's that's the big thing with yeah. being able to be very good at graphic design is like you can put yourself above a lot of other people who don't know how to do it based on how well you can make yourself stand out with amazing logos or like really awesome branding or anything along those lines. Like I've done, I think in my stream stuff um, in, my, in my brand in general, I've made... Uh, a bunch of thumbnails for it. I've made all my banners on, on all my platforms. Like I've made, uh, oh, I've made my Twitch panels with Canva with like graphic design know-how. And thousands all those of those things. templates. Dude, the, it's it's unreal. And Canva makes it like super, super freaking easy for you to do. I know it sounds like this episode is sponsored Yeah, I was about Canva. to say like, so it's- I'm not trying to bash <laughs> Photoshop here, right? Like, look, listen, if you know Photoshop, all right, use Photoshop, all in. right? Use, use Photoshop because- uh, for me, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, like I said, I used Photoshop for a very long time and just recently transitioned to Canva. The reason why I love Canva so much is it is just easy to use. It saves yeah. so much time in terms of creating graphics designs versus Photoshop. Once again, it's because I don't know Photoshop like I know, you know, whatever, Adobe Premiere, right? Or like I know OBS. Yeah. I, I just, I, I'm not that comfortable with it yet. I still have to Google a lot of things that I'm trying to do. But in Canva, I mean, I, I once again, I mean, it's a fraction of the time that I would spend in Photoshop. But if you know Photoshop, all right, use Photoshop, all right? Use whatever you're comfortable yep. with. Just know that you, you know, good graphic design. Anytime you have an idea, I mean, all my, I'm the same way. All my my entire overlay, every, every scene in my overlay, I made in Canva now. I went back and I just said, hey, you know what? I'm going to make everything in Canva because I can yep. make it better. Because they all they just have templates in there, and I have an idea, and I just type it in there, and there's there there it is. It's all you know stock graphics ready for me to use. I don't have to go to some stock website to download the graphics. It's ready to go. It's just about saving time. That's all it's about for me. I, I need to yeah. be able to be efficient in what I'm doing, and as a content creator, that's what you should be focusing on as well. I mean, most people don't have the luxury of having a lot of time, and you know mm-hmm. you need to find the tools necessary. For you to be able to save the most amount of time possible and be the you know most efficient to be able to pump out uh you know as much content as you possibly can and and for for me and for most people canva is the answer for that yeah and i think also the last skill that we'll talk about here that you just you just reminded me of and it's it's so obvious but unless you actually think about it it, it doesn't really show up um as a content creator you need to be really 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 good at time management oh time God. management and discipline of your time to figure out what you're going to be doing, when you're going to be doing it, and how long it's going to take. The reason that we just harped on Canva for so long for being so awesome is because it saves us so much time. Everyone has the same 24 hours in a day, but everyone uses that 24 hours different to where I need to figure out how I can do things the most efficiently and the most time sensitive so I can do a lot of things 
very, very well. Like what I'm doing currently in my, in my content creation journey is like, I'm doing this podcast. I'm doing two long form YouTube videos a week, sometimes three. I'm doing three YouTube shorts a day. I'm doing two TikToks a day. Like I have to find time for all this stuff and using these tools and figuring out these tools to where you can do that the most efficient way possible is going to allow you to succeed in the long run. And I think being really, really awesome with your time management and being really disciplined with your time management is one of the big things that separates a lot of a lot of content creators from being just okay to really excelling and being kind of a step above the rest. Yeah, I, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to get into this in another episode, you know, but you know, just in terms of balancing content creation with life in general, but you know, you're hundred percent right. I mean, I, for me, I, I don't really have a balance. I, uh, I said this, I said this <laughs> off, off, you know, camera with Morph, but, uh, when I first, you know, moved back home for those in the army, uh, for those that don't know, I'm in, I'm in the army and I was stationed, uh, in another state away from my family. And I just recently moved back. But when I came back, my wife, you know, I was going to bed like at like 2 AM, you know, of course staying up, I, I would stream, stay up and edit. And then, uh, I would be at work at, you know, I have to be up at five, five thirty in the morning to be at work. And I remember one day, you know, one morning, my wife woke. I woke up, and my wife was like, do you, "When do you sleep? Like, like genuinely, <laughs> when do yeah. you sleep? Because you're coming to bed at two, and you're 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 waking up at five thirty. Like, I don't know when you're sleeping, and I'm like, I don't know when I'm sleeping either. Uh, <laughs> so be better. I mean, you know, I, there's definitely I, I can go about four or five days with that, and then I, I usually crash after uh, afterwards, and, yeah. and I gotta I, I gotta sleep for a night, but. You know, you're you're 100 right. I mean, for me, I try to organize, um, you know, my 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 priorities. Right, my uh, if I don't have enough content lined up for say, for example, for a day or two, I know that I need to grind for a night and be able to create content for at least a few days, so that way that I have something in my pocket where I'm like, yo, all right, cool, I can sit there. Uh, I can, I know I can post enough content now. Maybe I can go create this you know new overlay or this new scene in obs or i can you know once again go program something that i've been wanting to program right but yeah. for me content is always number one i have to make sure i have enough content for me to be able to post i mean I, I, at a minimum for a day at a minimum for one day i need to be able to post content you know two to three times on tiktok and youtube shorts and uh be able to grow it out I mean, it used to be five days. I used to build my content out for a week. <laughs> I no longer have that luxury. You know, I moved back sure. home. I, I, you know, life, you know, in the middle of things. Um, but I mean, content is number one. If I don't have content for the next day, guess what I'm doing? I'm sitting down on my computer and I'm making content. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I will stay up. I mean, it's 11.30 on a Thursday night. We're filming back to back to back, you know, episodes of our podcast guess what? I got to be up at five, five o'clock in the morning to be at work mm -hmm. and, you know, and be, you know, do life things. Right. But I know I need to be able to do that or do this to be able to, you know, continue that grind, continue that growth that I've had and sustain my growth over the course of time. Yeah, definitely, man. And it's, it's funny because we will get into this in another episode because you touched on it a little bit, but like the life family family life streaming balance it's a, it's a joke yeah what There's is it no it's, it's 12 30 it's midnight for you right 12 30 yeah, a.m right it's 12 it's 12 40 a.m in the morning and uh we are going strong on this because but that's that's just it's what it takes it's what it takes for us personally to do this you know what we'll call labor of love or this love or this passion project that we're doing because we enjoy it and like we want yep. this to be another avenue for our content and we want to be able to um 
provide this type of thing that not a whole lot of people are doing. It's going to set us apart. It's going to set us in a place where people are like, oh, shoot, you have a podcast. Like, how do you do that? And then we can make content on how to do it. We a don't podcast. sleep. That's you how know? we do that. Yeah, we actually, I'm on caffeine. I have not slept in two days. It's been great. <laughs> Yo, thank you again for listening to the, uh, the episode. Uh, once again, Dad the Gamer here with Pastor Gaines. Uh, appreciate the, all the love and support you guys give. You guys can find myself at twitch.tv slash Dad the Gamer. You guys can find the podcast uh, across all social media, social media platforms. Uh, just look up uh, the live button. We're on YouTube, TikTok, uh, Spotify, and Apple. And uh, Pastor Gaines, where can they find you? Yeah, so you can find me at uh, every single platform imaginable. Uh, Twitch, you just search Pastor Gaines. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, it's I am Pastor Gaines. It's the exact same handle for all four. But uh, that's going to be it for us for this current episode, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Have a wonderful day, night, or morning, whichever time you are listening to this. We appreciate you guys. Thank you.